Knowledge is everywhere, and very seldom it's going to come looking for you. Did you know that top CEOs read more than 60 books a year? Warren Buffett reads 80% of his entire working day. That's at least six hours. The highest paid people are actually those whose job it is to think. The whole idea is to see what we become, not what we get. Is your job bringing you closer to what you're becoming? It's really not what you can get out of your job, but what you can get through it that's important. Personal development is the key to everything good. You see, success is something that's attracted by self-development, and economic success depends on the value you bring to the marketplace. The more value you can provide, the more you will be paid. Simple. For example, if you're paid a salary of $2,000 a month, then in the eyes of your employers, that's what you're worth to them. That's their perceived value of you and your work. Well, if you don't know it yet, there's a ladder of value and opportunities. All you have to do is ask this question. How can I climb up this ladder? How do you change your market value? You can't just go to your boss and say, Boss, I need a raise, just because you've been with him for several years. If that was possible, can I be the first one to demand, I want to be filthy rich right now? However, there is one guarantee I can make, and that is, you can get rich through your performance. The better it is, the higher your value rises in the marketplace. Through quality performance, you can increase your value by two, three, ten times, even more. It's your choice. Just ask anyone who only buys branded watches, shoes, or handbags. Minimum wages set by legislation, that's just the smallest part of the equation. It's a good start, but the better you're at adding value to yourself, your boss will be the first one to notice, believe me, and she'd be the first one to compensate you really well. How do you raise your value? You can start by improving your attitude for one, being more positive and cheerful at work. Now that will get you noticed very quickly. If you're working for someone else, something as simple as smiling or being the first person to arrive and the last one to leave the office that's an excellent start. If you run a business, being more attentive to what they're saying to you, to their concerns, and staying in touch with them, that will produce great results. Here's another easy one you can try. Make it a policy for everyone to pick up the phone before the third ring. With a smile. It works like a charm for the JW Marriott hotel chain. Besides, isn't this rare these days with more calls being answered by recordings and robots? Just remember, self-care leads to poverty. Self-investment leads to fortune. Another thing you can do to raise your value is by working on your skills, your language, your vocabulary. Take courses, go to seminars, read books, and listen to podcasts and audiobooks. 
years ago, I learned a new term and a way to learn from Brian Tracy, and that was to attend Automobile University. What's Automobile University? Now, instead of listening to music in your car while you're stuck in traffic on your way to work and back, I would instead listen to CDs and audio programs containing seminars and courses. Today, I listen to a lot of audiobooks and podcasts. Don't get me wrong, though. I love music, but I'd rather listen to things that can improve me. Just getting to and from work every day, spending one hour, whether it's in your car or in the bus or the train, that amounts to about 20 hours a month or 240 hours a year. That's more than the required time needed for you to earn a bachelor's and master's degree combined. Continue for another six months, you'd have done your PhD. Got it, Doc? Knowledge is everywhere, but very seldom will it come looking for you. Did you know that the top CEOs read more than 60 books a year? I've heard of some who reads hours a day. Warren Buffett, for example. He reads 80% of his entire working day. That works out to about 6 hours a day. Brian Tracy also says that the highest paid people are those whose job it is to think. Here's a simple formula just to boost your value in the marketplace, the community, and your family. 1. Give service over and beyond what is expected. In selling, there's this policy of always under-promising, but over-deliver on your commitments. Always make commitments you know you can keep, and all you have to do is just give a little bit extra over that. Can you imagine how they'd feel? Have you noticed how the biggest companies today, like Facebook, Microsoft, and Google, got so big? They built their businesses on credibility and trust by giving away free services, upgrades, and regularly adding new features. They got us so hooked that they've become necessary parts of our lives. It would only be years later that they started making money through advertising and subscriptions. Today, Inc. Magazine puts Microsoft's brand value at $81 billion, Facebook's at $90 billion, and Google's at a whopping $121 billion. What about your family? Yes, become more valuable to them too. It would be tragic to be able to inspire your employees, but not your kids. Set goals with them as you would with your company. The toughest kind of leadership is parenting. Be a good leader, be a good parent. Second, work on improving yourself, your performance and character. The whole idea is just to make small improvements at a time, so you don't overwhelm yourself. For example, let's say you decided to spend your next holiday touring France, and you'd like to be able to speak decent enough French. You can start by getting a French-English dictionary or download an app and start learning just two words a day. 
in 12 months' time, you'd know at least 720 words. That's more than enough to put together sentences. Third, always look for problems to solve. Now, here's one that I was bad at. Growing up, I was taught to stay out of other people's problems. All that changed when I realized that pretty much all these rich people who made tons of money, they solved other people's problems, curing their pains and fears. Pizza Hut, Domino's Pizza and McDonald's solved the huge problem people had with time preparing food. Grab, eBay and Airbnb saves us the hassle of finding transportation, buyers for our products and quality accommodation. The same can be said for lawyers, doctors, engineers, mechanics, the list goes on. Now, can you spot one thing that all these companies and individuals have in common? They save us time, the most valuable commodity we have. The better they're at it, the more valuable they are. Climb that ladder. The only way to climb and keep climbing the success ladder is for you to become more. And the only way to become more is to work on yourself. Believe me, you will be paid more when you become more as well. All that's needed is some sacrifice and hard work. It's possible to see what your future will be like. Opportunity mixed with difficulty. That's how it's always been. Nations were born out of opportunities and the accompanying difficulties. Same goes for companies, marriages, careers, and even the first time we started walking. But when you've planned and prepared for any expected or even unexpected difficulties, you can ease your journey through any opportunity you take. Here are four things to keep in mind though. Number one, prepare for the difficulties. There's a cycle to everything. Life meets death, and good health will occasionally encounter illnesses, some more severe if good health was neglected. There is always a recession after the economic boom. The good news is, you can prepare yourself for all these cycles with knowledge and experience. Number two, grab the opportunities. Take advantage of the opportunities you knew were on the horizon. When the time comes, grab it fast. Don't waste a single minute. In Grant Cardone's book, The 10X Rule, he describes how when he's offered an opportunity, he would accept it immediately. Then later on, he'd figure out how to make that opportunity work. There's usually a small window of opportunity, and deciding to take that opportunity depends on your preparedness to take it. You can't expect to take an offer to build a skyscraper if all you've had experience in was building single-family houses. Always prepare yourself by reading and listening to books, podcasts, or learning a new skill through courses and seminars. Learn every day, not occasionally. What do you think Cristiano Ronaldo, LeBron James, and Lionel Messi have in common? They practice hard every day not weeks or months before the games. Incidentally, Forbes magazine lists them as 2017's world's top three highest paid athletes, earning in excess of $80 million each. Number three, maintain a positive attitude. Always maintain a positive mental attitude. 
and beware of negative talk from people, especially yourself. Listen to enough times, these negative thoughts will find their way to convincing and dragging you towards giving up and of course eventually failing. Maintain your stance on your ideas, goals and opportunities with full conviction. Interestingly enough, these negative thoughts always seem to surface right at the beginning of and just before reaching the success of a new project, company or relationship. For example, when I was selling cars, it was so common to hear my colleagues talk about the reasons why they can't sell more. The bad economy, market slump, new policies or legislations. You know, the list never ever runs out. Eventually, I started believing them and began convincing myself, oh, what's the point of trying? I'm not going to sell more anyway. Then, I do the next thing that I thought was logical, and that was to either quit or hang on to the job as long as I could until my sales manager would call me into his office. However, now, whenever I'm faced with a similar situation, I'd either politely excuse myself from the conversation with a little white lie, or I'd just avoid it altogether by keeping myself busy with more productive tasks. I recommend you do the same. To this day, I'm a staunch believer in Napoleon Hill's famous words, whatever the mind can conceive and believe, you can achieve. Number four, reap, don't complain. As humans, we have the God-given ability to use our minds to think and change our lives. Stop whining, especially about things you don't have any control over such as the weather, the law, and company policies. The only way to get around these events is to prepare yourself thoroughly through, again, self-education and put in some extra effort. One last thing, don't apologize for your success, unless, of course, it was through unethical means. Stay away from these as well. There are three key aspects to self-development that requires equal attention. First one, physical. Take care of yourself. In this case, that would be your body. Only you and you alone can do this. Your success depends on it 100%. How could you expect to learn, develop new skills, or work hard on building your business or career if you're always sick, lethargic, or lazy? According to Caroline Bearden's article in BuiltLean.com titled Seven Facts About the Mind-Body Connection, we always have the mind-body connection regardless of thought or activity. Why do you think most of us freeze and get sweaty palms when we have to go on stage and give a speech in front of people that we don't know? Or what about the last time you avoided an activity just because you've convinced yourself that you're going to fail miserably at it anyway. What about stress? Did you know that regular chronic stress over long periods of time can lead to illnesses and diseases like diabetes, hypertension, heart disease, or even cancer? I recommend you read her article. You'll find a link to it in my episode notes. On the other hand, a great-looking physique exudes confidence and confident people attract opportunities. 
But as I know far too well, a great body starts with the mind. Pushing and motivating myself to eating the right healthy foods and sticking to a strict fitness regime takes a lot of work, but only in the beginning. Force yourself to do it for at least a week and I guarantee you that you'd have started a fantastic habit. You might even get addicted to it. Even a 45 to 60 minute walk 3 to 5 days a week will do wonders. Number 2. Spiritual Now, I'm not getting into this in great detail. In my opinion, that's a sensitive subject. But regardless of your faith or belief, don't neglect the study and practice of it. Number 3. Mental We all need mental food just like our bodies. What you put into your mind shows in your results. What's the point of a gorgeous body when your mind is weak? Build your mental muscle by, yes, you guessed it again, reading and listening to topics that'll advance your profession. Start developing your vocabulary, improving your diction, discussing intelligent topics, and soon you'll begin to stand out. And guess what? This habit works on everyone, regardless of their education level. As I've mentioned at the beginning of this episode, the top CEOs read more than 60 books a year. That's five books a month. Now, don't go running out to the bookstore for your first month's stock. Just start with one book a month. When I started reading, I was lucky to finish one book a quarter. But one day, I heard a really good tip, and that was to read just five minutes each morning just after getting up and five minutes just before going to bed. I tried this for a while, and now I average about three books a month. If you haven't yet, start a small library at home. I'm into positive self-help, autobiographies, history, or anything with knowledge, so naturally my library is filled with them. It's nice to have a good mix of the above genres. Maybe yours might include some good novels as well. Some of these authors are actually quite good at teaching philosophy through an absorbing story. Allow me to share a story by Zig Ziglar. In his book, Ziglar on Selling, at age 37, Vince Robert, a fifth-grade dropout from Ottawa, Canada, was a taxi driver. He spent many hours each day waiting for fares at hotels and airports. One day, he was struck with inspiration and bought a dictionary, which he kept on the passenger seat beside him. Each spare moment he had, he would learn the words in it, improving his knowledge and growing his confidence. Then, he started investing in the stock market and made some good money. Eventually, he bought the 18-cab company he worked for. Today, he lectures to people on how to become successful. Number 4. Know your laws and numbers. I'm not asking you to be a lawyer, but just learn how to read and understand the small fine prints before signing your fortune away. A good start would be to borrow a book on contract law from your library and go through some basic principles that you can use yourself or when you're talking to your lawyer. Another good skill to have is the ability to read and understand financial statements. Learn basic accounting. To some people, this can be a boring subject. 
But believe me, this is something you can't rely 100% on someone else for. I'd like to end with one word, and that's average. The Oxford Dictionary defines average as having qualities that are seen as typical or ordinary in amount, standard, level, or rate. To me, that sure sounds crowded, just like the masses at the bottom of the ladder. It's really easy to convince yourself that it's better not to stand out. That way, you don't make a fool of yourself when you don't achieve the massive or way above average goals. In fact, some bosses will even tell their above-average performers to tone it down a little bit so the other guys on his team don't start complaining. Shut your ears to these whiners and work your massive actions toward your massive goals.